It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast for 2023, available, of course, every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it is March the 14th, a Tuesday today for 2023, and coming up is our first phone call for Breakfast at Your Place, where we mix your breakfast with how you are feeling about the real estate market. And don't forget about our email address if you'd like to be the next person that we call. It is myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Also, this morning we are talking to Warren Hogan, the economic advisor for Halo Technologies. And a very good morning to you, Warren. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Thanks for having me on the show. And the number one question, Warren, that we get asked here the most, more than anything else, is how many more of these rate rises do you think there's going to be for 2023? Yeah, well, it looks like the RBA is ready to pause, sort of sit back and watch for a little while, which could be from here on, or it could be for another 25-point hike in April. I think that's the general expectation, at least ahead of all this volatility created by the Silicon Valley Bank issue. A pause is not necessarily a peak, and that is, if the economy proves to be resilient and inflation improves to be stubborn, they can come back and do more rate hikes later in the year. And unfortunately, that's my sense. I just think this economy is going to be more resilient than many think. Even if they pause from here at 3.6% for the next three, four, maybe even six months, we might get another two or three before the cycle's out at the end of the year. And then, and that's just based on my view of, of what the level of the interest rate we need to get up to to deal with the inflation challenge that we have right now. All right, Uh, so that is Warren Hogan. He will be back in just a moment as we talk more about rates and rises and everything concerning you around those mortgage repayments. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. Hi there, is this Craig? It is. Craig, this is Marty. How are you doing? Whereabouts have we called this morning? Uh, I'm located in Caroline Springs in uh, Melbourne. And what's for breakfast? Just black coffee as a good Italian. Are you a born uh, messy Italian-Australian? I'm uh, from a small island uh, in the western part of Italy. It's called Sardinia, and I come from there, Italian original. And how long have you been in Australia? About 10 years. And yeah. you wrote in to us because you invited us to have breakfast at your place. Uh, so we want to find out a little bit about how you're feeling about the real estate industry in 2023. Very interesting, Craig. I'm really new to real estate. I just started in uh, January this year. Yeah, so the real estate industry is uh, quite uh, tough at the moment with these interest rates. Um, uh, Craig, sorry, but I'm emotional you know, about being your podcast because I listen to you guys every morning. And, you know, it, it's great in the morning to to, have, to be updated about uh, the rate of this, how this market is going. Very emotional. I've never been in a podcast before. So, you know, like, this is not easy. <laughs> you make it seem easy. You're doing really brilliantly. Talking about the rate, when do you think, when does Massey think that the RBA rate rises are going to stop? We know that we're going to have another two rate rise. But I'm pretty confident that by the end of the year, we're going to start to see the light. 
for 2024, we're going to be able to see the market going up again with uh, the rate uh, stabilizing. So before I let you go this morning, what's your favorite part about being involved in the real estate industry? The people. I love uh, how many relationships and connection you can have with, uh, with the people. I think it's the best part of this job. I speak with buyers a lot and I'm more connected to buyers. So all the information that you guys give helps me connecting to the buyers. I think it's been one of the most powerful tools I got. Uh, the real estate podcast so yeah that's why i'm very emotional no worries great to chat and great to have you as a listener on the real estate podcast absolutely thank you so much greg thank you it's the real estate podcast across australia seven days a week and that is how we do it on our tuesday morning if you'd like to jump on to the real estate podcast don't forget just to send us an email with your mobile telephone number and we'll give you a call we'll find out what is on your mind now if you're celebrating your birthday for today the 14th of march happy birthday to you you are celebrating it well it's an interesting one because today we've got uh, the young and the old in the English acting stakes. First off, we've got Jamie Bell. He is turning 36 today. And Michael Caine is turning 89. He's still acting. And in fact, all of his movies add up to $8 billion of revenue. So well done, Michael Caine. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country we go. First we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting some showers and a high of 27. In Melbourne, partly cloudy. You should see mainly dry, fine conditions though. And expecting a high of 29. In Brisbane, it should be mainly dry and fine. A high of 31 degrees. And in Perth, the sunshine continues. Expecting fine conditions and 30. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between every morning on the real estate podcast and we are back this morning with warren hogan the economic advisor for halo technologies and uh, warren the u.s the government is not going to bail out silicon valley bank but is working with banking regulators to protect depositors and silicon valley bank's collapse was largely tied to the federal Reserve's ongoing series of interest rate hikes, which have been more substantial than Australia, but as a result, it crashed the bank. Does that point to how influential rate rises can be for banks, or was this particular bank not in the best financial position? Well, I think that's totally correct, is that this bank had a very specific set of circumstances and not related to what would traditionally get a bank in trouble, that is making bad loans. All through history, that's been the major driver of bank crises. This particular problem is related to higher interest rates and is essentially that the Silicon Valley Bank was unable to meet the uh, deposit withdrawals that were coming through and then they really started to pick up steam last week and of course the thing was halted uh, on Friday. And that's a particular function of their business. They had invested a lot of money in bonds, that is government bonds in the US, treasuries as well as mortgage-backed securities. These are high-quality assets. There was no credit issue with them. 
But of course, the rate hiking cycle from the Fed had pushed up the bond yield, which of course pushes down the value of the bond. And so they had a big exposure to those losses. No different from uh, an equity or a property asset going down in value. A bond goes can go down in value. And that's what created their problem. They just had a liquidity squeeze. And that actually is the issue here um, that the federal authorities in the US are now dealing with. And their announced facility they've set up is essentially to not just guarantee depositors, but more importantly, guarantee the ability of banks in the United States, particularly these smaller second tier banks, to be able to meet their deposit requirements. That is that if someone wants their money from the bank, they'll be able to provide that money. I think there is a broader story here around higher interest rates and its impact on the economy and the financial system, but it's not so much about banks. This was a very particular set of circumstances for Silicon Valley Bank. It's a second tier bank in the US. It isn't subjected to the same heavy regulations that the big banks are there or all Australian banks are. I do think that the problems are going to start to come up in what I call the non-bank financial sector. And that could be anything from private equity to venture capital to any financial organization that has exposure to interest rates, particularly bonds or leverage in that space, like a lot of borrowing against the value of those securities. And I think this unfortunately is a a bit of a a signal that there's probably more problems to come, but I don't think that will be in the banking system in the US or anywhere else for that matter. It'll be in the non-banking system. And what about Australians, though, who have been listening to this since the story broke and starting to maybe get a little bit nervous about some of their deposits or some of their relationships with banks? I think it's probably a good time to maybe just reassure people that uh, it's not the same set of circumstances as you've alluded to. Yeah, I know. It's completely different here in Australia. We've All of our banks are subjected to the highest level of regulation. In fact, it's unquestionably strong is the desire of the Australian regulators. So not just yeah, they're higher standards than you see overseas. And, and bearing in mind in particular that in the United States, only the very big banks um, are regarded as what they call structurally important financial institutions or SIFIs for short. Uh, this all came out of the GFC, of course. And the smaller banks, because the US has you know a vast array of banks, there's many of them, do not have that high regulatory standard. So we're held to a much higher level of standard here. And of course, you know, the Silicon Valley Bank, you know, they were taking deposits and buying securities. Well, banks in Australia, they take deposits and they lend money um, <laughs> to to businesses. So yeah, it's a very different set of circumstances. And Australian banks have more than enough capital and liquidity to meet any of these requirements. And the reality is that our economy is is in very good shape in a structural sense. So you know, I don't think they need to be worried about these issues in relation to Australian banks, but they do need to be paying attention to other investments, particularly investments where they might not be able to easily get their money out and be thinking about that. And that's that non-bank institutions that I'm concerned about as in these interest rate uh, increases start to bite into various investment portfolios and, and other activities in the financial system. As always, Warren, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. We will watch with a lot of interest, obviously, as the months play out towards the end of 2023. Thanks for having me, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.